Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. everyone and welcome to the podcast i'm dan and i'm jordan and you are listening to flyover ministry and if you did not know that i am officially dumbfounded because that just would seem now you know now you know yeah uh we are picking up kind of where we left off last week we had gone through and evaluate not evaluated so much but kind of gave an example of what i had done with how i approach programming for the year and trying to get those core pieces of content within the youth group session. Um, and Dan had some good follow-up questions and so on. And I hope that was helpful for you just to think through a, a possible model. Uh, and now this week, we're going to look at what Dan does as he is trying to plan out his year. Um, so we right off the bat, I can see that there's one big difference between us. Uh, I was kind of doing a lot of my stuff fairly solo. But Dan, you don't get to, or you choose not to, plan everything solo. So how does your planning year, planning time start? I really want to be um, clear here that I, I, I try and do as much as I can uh, because our advisors are really busy and recognize their schedules are valuable and their time is valuable. And I want to honor that at the same time, I know our advisors exist for a reason, and it's to help keep me accountable and to help lighten the, my load a little bit. So as we work together as a team, I really want to include them on the planning and conversation when it comes to planning out our year, because I think together we can be a lot more creative and a lot more, I think, ingenuitive when it comes to developing maybe something new or something that we haven't thought of. Um, I tend to get tunnel vision, and I just recognize that about myself. I can plan out a lot of different things in my ministry here in Dalton that just, um, <laughs> there's things that I like to do, and I recognize that there's a lot of different people in our ministry that are not me, basically everyone else. You know, So my interests do not necessarily align with everyone else's interests, and that's not to just say, like, we're just going to go out and have a bunch of fun and games and just hangout events and things like that. There's times and places for that. But like you talked about in your episode, as we talked about last week, you know, those are kind of the gravel sand stages for me. Like they're not that important. They're things that are fun to throw in, easier to plan on the spur of the moment, or even like a month ahead of time and say, hey, we're going to do a lock-in or we're going to go to this corn maze or something like this. And it, it's just easy to throw into the middle of the schedule. But uh, as far as the larger rocks are concerned in this jar, like what do I want to fill up my ministry with first? Like what's going to take up the most space? What do I want to prioritize? Uh, I need to be talking with our advisors. I actually would value, um, we had student leaders and we have a good group of seniors that I can still talk to. Uh, they have recently graduated, but a lot of them are sticking around the area. So I can still talk to them they still want to be involved in our ministry in some way, so we're going to have them be small group leaders. But talking to them, uh, both adults and our students, on like 
what do you want to do as a youth group this year? Like, what sort of things? And usually for students, it's more of the fun, awesome stuff that we want to go and try and do together. Like, we want to have a breakfast cereal night. We want to go um, watch a movie. Or maybe we want to go river tubing or ice skating or something like that. You know, it's the fun things that you usually get from adult, uh, from students. But from the adults, you usually wind up getting a lot of different emphasis on uh, the things that they want to see their kids grow in. Um, and this is kind of us allowing the why and the what of ministry. Like, why are we doing this? What are we trying to accomplish? We want that to help us inform our how. How are we going to go about this? And you talked about that last week. Um, but I think I'm a, lot, I'm a lot better when I'm surrounded by people. Like our ministry is a lot stronger when we're pulling together. And I think multiple times our advisors, our adults in our ministry have just really gone the extra mile and have really helped us come up with things that I wouldn't have thought of. I'll get into specific examples of that in a little bit here, but, um, you know, we have goals and ministry opportunities, and we want to be able to plan these events and ministries uh, that pursue those goals throughout the year, right? So I think the big thing that our advisors have really asked as we've sat down and talked, or even over our group text, uh, you know, what is it that we want to pursue? And when you have this idea of what we want to pursue, we can take a look at our community and the different things going on around us. And you can even take a look at like Facebook events to be able to see maybe there's a way for us to be able to connect what we want to accomplish with what's going on around us. So like I said, for example, one of the things that we came up with, um, we want to be able to serve our community better. And part of that means, uh, we have a threshing show. For those of you who don't know what steam threshing is, I invite you to go to Google or uh, as you'll find out in a couple of episodes, maybe your favorite search engine. It's this huge show that takes place. This t the population of our town essentially triples with the people that are staying on site on the showgrounds. And then throughout the show, we can get around 10,000 people in our little town throughout the weekend. That many people create this huge mess. So one of the ways that we serve our community is that last year we offered to clean up after the show. Um, other ways that we serve our community, there's something called Ruby's Pantry. Jordan, are you familiar with Ruby's Pantry? I am not. Only on Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> only on Tuesdays. Here at Fergus Falls, uh, we have... Um, the Church of the Nazarene hosts it, and we've served there a couple of times, and our people have enjoyed being able to serve our community in that way, basically just run, helping to run a food shelf. And we can just be worker ants, right? We don't need to be in charge. We don't need to be the people, but we can be people there helping serve. So how do we serve our community? What are the needs of our community? Well, we've got the threshing show, and we've got Ruby's Pantry. Those are just two examples. Uh, another example that we had was we wanted to be more visible. There was a sense of us just kind of staying in the background from our advisors, and we wanted to be more um, visible. We wanted to be out front, and we wanted to be active. And part of that is being involved in our community as well, not just serving, but being involved. So uh, offering to help decorate for our town's Christmas fest 
which also takes place on our threshing showgrounds. Uh, we decorate, we, we hang up in an extraordinary amount of Christmas lights on an old piece of farm equipment. That's a way that we're visible in our community. You know, people recognize that we're part of the show. Uh, we also help serve hot chocolate and snacks and goodies at that show uh, for a weekend. So that's, you know, a way that we become more visible is that we step out from the church and are actually involved in things going on. Uh, we also have that chili cook-off fundraiser that I've mentioned in previous episodes, but that's something that uh, our advisors kind of came up with to help us not just raise money from people from outside the church, but to actually have something for our community to do in the winter. You know, and that's kind of a big deal when you're in the Northern Hemisphere, when you actually have seasons, especially this last year. I mean, we had, boy, howdy, did we have snow. Uh, but to have something that's offered, um, I think one thing that I would actually like to, and this is just future, um, nothing significantly planned, but I'd like to do like a, a community bingo or like a maybe a trivia night or something like that. To be able to say, we're hosting something fun, family-friendly event, uh, come and do trivia and win great prizes or something like that. I mean, something that doesn't necessarily earn us money for whatever we've got coming up, but just something for us to be involved with. Um, one for thing your, that we've said is that we want... Go ahead. For your chili cook-off, do you do that on-site at the church or do you use like a community center for that? Yeah, we've done it at the community center in the past and that has worked pretty well um there's a thought that we've had of just doing it at the church because we've got that fellowship hall and um you know the, the number of people that are usually there at one time the church is already heated um so it, it's i, I want to be careful saying this it's a little nicer facility to be able to have so but using the community center has kind of been the mentality of including people that might not otherwise darken the doors of a church. Right. So getting out into the community, being more visible, let's have it at the community center. Plus our community center has got given us a deal where we can use it for free. So wanting to utilize that. Uh, one thing that we've said is we want to give back. Uh, we want to be able to provide. So we've organized and coordinated college care packages for those that have graduated. Uh, for four years after they graduate, they get these little care packages full of ramen noodles and hot chocolate and terrible microwave popcorn and, you know, post-it notes and legal pan pads and pens and things of that sort. Uh, way we give back. We want to be more missionally minded. So we go down to, you know, Ruby's Pantry. I said before, we've done Feed My Starving Children, which is just, I think, one of the best run nonprofit organizations we've ever been involved with. But that's my own opinion. Uh, you might have something different in your mind, but, um, you know, thinking about too, something that you talked about, we want to be able to study this topic, you know, like, what do you guys want to study? What do you want your kids to be learning about? What do you guys want to learn about? And to allow that to be able to help me plan out like, okay, I don't know a whole lot about this particular topic. Let me give it some time to find a resource, to read up on this, to do some research, to actually study this so I can be a little prepared for being able to talk about it. Cause I want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. And I want to be able to connect that here with the gospel to be able to show that the Bible speaks into our lives and still applies today. And I want to be able to, to do this well, but I, I also, you know, trying to decide what we want to talk about, what we want to study and allowing them to have some feedback in that as well. But 
Um, I want to encourage everybody, and this is just the way that I am, and I've said this before, but I've got this huge wall calendar on my wall that I'm going to take down to our meeting here at the end of the month for advisors and say, here's the year. Like, here's kind of the things that we've got coming up, uh, things that we can't necessarily move, like uh, holiday seasons, like other camps and other retreats that are already planned, like, you know, looking already at next July. Uh, our fly convention is already set. Those dates are in stone. They will not move. So we know that we have to plan and prepare accordingly. Um, our fall retreat is also the same way. Those dates are set and we are set to go on that. We just need people to sign up and here's the timeline of that. So to have our team be able to come and say, let's spread some of these things out throughout the year and are able to plan accordingly based on kind of where we think, you know, and they are parents of kids that are involved in things like sports and other extracurriculars like speech and play and band and choir and all these other things. So they can say, you know, around Christmas and at the end of the school year, there's a Wednesday concert and we meet on Wednesday. And I know you meet on Monday and I think that's awesome and weird and I love it. <laughs> I, I love that it works for you. Like every time we've talked about maybe a different day, it always comes back to either Wednesdays and maybe a secondary Sunday date. But um, to be able to spread out and say, well, you know, we can't plan an event here because we know that that's going to be a concert or that's going to be a tournament and that's a holiday and we have to avoid that. And, you know, do we meet the Wednesday before Thanksgiving? Well, it's kind of nice to have it off in case people need to travel, but usually people travel the day of and people live around here. And any time that they're going to travel, it's just not going to be too far. So maybe we can, maybe to be able to have that conversation. My point is I benefit from having others involved with that. So earlier you had mentioned uh, just that when you meet with parents, they are less like your students to say, hey, let's just do these fun things as far as what should we cover. And they're more focusing on content like this is what I love my child to learn. So what, what's an example of something that you've covered in your youth group time that came from this meeting mm. of parents? And how, how does your um, content go? Like, are you someone who blocks out, like, we're going to cover one thing for the year? Or do you kind of do it in chunks? Or, or what does that look like? I usually try and keep things around a six to eight week series. Usually in that time frame, that's usually a significant shift for us where we can't have things because it's playoff time or, or anything like that. So um, when our, one thing that our parents wanted us to focus on was maybe apologetics, uh, looking at a little bit of different things that our world says, here's kind of the approach of um, what people find important and what they want to value and, and things of that sort. And to be able to say, here's what the Bible says regarding that. We've used that in just the short little stint, and we've um, we just do them in blocks. Now we're going to talk about apologetics, and uh, usually I'll go through like a book of the Bible. Like this summer, we've been going through Philippians, and uh, recognizing the emphasis of Philippians, Paul just trying to encourage them, uh, thankful for their ministry as well, uh, encouraging them to be more like Christ, and having that be the theme as we continue on through the book, right? This is the emphasis of what we want to try and touch on. Um, I know that after we studied apologetics, that wound up coming up as 
kind of an element of what we were talking about as we went through scripture saying we're going to talk about this oh and here remember when we studied apologetics this ties directly into that lesson and unpack that a little bit but letting scripture kind of speak for itself uh, when you go through those series i think that was beneficial for us otherwise yeah we largely just go through books of the bible and our parents are appreciative of that um as far as specific um topics like doing more of a topical study our parents usually don't spring for that kind of thing Um, but when they do it's usually something along the lines of like ethics or apologetics or things like that so so when you say you usually do like a six-week series kind of a thing Mm -hmm. are you let's say you want to approach romans like do you break romans up into several six-week series or do you try to fit romans in six weeks um that's a trick i i know that we've been i i know pastors and i think i'm one of them that would just be able to park it in romans for years if we were allowed to (laughs) so um as far as romans goes uh we would usually pick themes like significant passages from that kind of a book like i would love to go through isaiah but isaiah is over 60 chapters and there's no way to do it. And a lot of that is just judgment against nations, right? So that's not exactly a fun thing to study for for youth group. Um, it's something you read through in the Bible and you say, man, I'm glad we don't study this for youth group. Uh, but I, I don't want to shy away from difficult passages. I don't want to shy away from those kind of passages either. But recognizing like you have the general themes in Isaiah and Romans and larger books like that, that you can touch on and study well in this segment of time, at least from experience. I, and I, the reason I say six to eight weeks, that's usually people's attention span before they want to try and, and see something new. Um, sure. It's usually the length of devotions that you'll find on your Bible app um, or something like that. But it's, it's something that's usually shorter and just touches on the themes. Not how you would study. No, no, I was just processing. I, I think part of one of the reasons why I went into like what we talked about last week with the variety within the ministry calendar itself is so that I could do something like cover First Corinthians throughout the whole year. So we did go through pretty much chapter by chapter. And, and I like to do that um, just because I feel like to understand a text, to get a whole picture of the text. And, and in a sense, too, um, I feel like when I go through a whole book like that, the book itself brings up a lot of the topics that we end up covering. And um, yeah. so yeah. the book itself brought up sexuality. The book itself brought up, um, you know, divisions and divisiveness and and mm-hmm. the communion and all these different things. So I'm not having to say, okay, so here's our series on sexual ethic, but Corinthians went there. And so it was able to say, we're talking about this, because scripture talks about this, not because I've got like this agenda that we want to put together. And here's a message right. to the parents saying it's sex week next week, you know, um, <laughs> whatever. So uh, you got you to wordsmith that on the, the bulletin. But <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that deserves some clarity. So, oh, man, whatever. But. No, so that's that's just a different Weird. approach. And and that's also one of the reasons why I felt like it'd be good for us to kind of talk through is recognizing that that 
you and I do things differently and that's okay. And sometimes we can feel this pressure Mm -hmm. as leaders to conform to a certain pattern of like, this is the only way that works. Um, the, the big thing is like, make sure we're communicating the gospel and spending time in God's word, but how we do that can vary from, from place to place. Um, and so, you know, I think as we get into next week's episode, just talking about some of the other options that you don't really use and I don't really use, although you did just touch on series. So we'll expound that a little bit, um, to be helpful, just, just opportunities and options that are out there to think through as you're going through, what does this next calendar year look like as far as our content goes and how do we process, um, planning out what we bring before our kids? Uh, the whole point is so that we don't end up saying, what do I talk about this week? What do I talk about this week? And not have some sort of bigger picture strategy of like understanding the content, understanding the themes, understanding the purpose of what we're covering with our students so that they can leave Mm -hmm. um, not just taking a general shotgun approach necessarily, but being strategic with what we cover. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you before we wrap up? No, I am just appreciative of the summer to be able to kind of exhale a little bit from one season of ministry as we prepare to enter the next. And, you know, I think there's just, there's always just the grace of God as you try and plan things out um, to be able to say, even with the best laid plans, something will happen. And the grace of God allows us to be the uh, flexible and continuing to pray for flexibility for, for myself for you, for everybody who's listening as well as, you know, who knows what variables lay in store for us this coming school year. Yeah, that's a good reminder. So with that, we'll just wrap it up for today. We hope that this has been encouraging to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit on what's under the hood in both Dan's and my ministries and and how we approach it. Um, Maybe it gets you thinking in a different direction, give you some ideas to maybe consider for a future time. Uh, But above all, we just pray that it'd be something that encourages you and uh, lets you see the glory of God at work in, in just our testimonies of what he's done. And pray that that'd be encouragement for you as you go and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account flyover ministry podcast at gmail.com you can find other episodes that we've recorded on itunes and spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and please feel free to share them with a friend thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode